Shalom, brothers and sisters. I am Prince Shaheen, and this is my second episode of Black Angel Podcast. As you know, uh, once again, when I say brothers and sisters, I mean everybody, any and everybody who wants to follow in the true testimony of Christ. Never forget that. I was supposed to do an episode on the Sabbath, which is Saturday, but I kind of got off track this week. Um, I had a release on the 15th, which is yesterday, um, a new song, Myself, The Shine, featuring Mr. P, Low Main. Um, so that kind of got me off track, but there's a subject that's getting a lot of attention right now. And I wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit, share some light on it, because as you know, before all decisions, before you make any decision, you should consider what the scriptures say. A man should always pray and not think, right? So when you're making a decision and you don't consider what the King Christ wants, then you're incorrect. So I wanted to talk about, again, the Alabama abortion law, not necessarily discussing what side you should be on. But I think there's a few factors that you should consider when making this decision that you're not going to get from the news channel. CNN and Fox, there's just certain things they're not going to tell you because they're not going to give you the perspective from your king Christ. So these things we have to take, uh, we have to take the scripture in consideration. So let's talk about the factors of the Alabama abortion law. You know what? First, before I get there, I actually saw there's actually some things, some some of my um, females, uh, some sisters saying that if you are a man, then you should not be a part of this discussion because this is a female discussion. Um, I I want you to be careful because that's the wrong spirit to be in, sis. Um, I don't really know how many more examples or how many more, uh, how much more proof you need when God says he gave man dominion. Um, the, The hypocritical part of that statement to say that men shouldn't be a part of the conversation is after you say that, you go right in your room and get on your knees and you pray to a man for assistance. I'm just saying that's that's just odd because one day the king is going to return and he's going to walk amongst you. Are you willing to tell him, well, you're a man. I don't think you should be a part of the conversation. Well, some of you very slick people will say, well, he's Christ. He's different. Okay. Well, what about the fact that in the scriptures, man named the animals. God said man named this and do this. God gave man dominion. So I'm saying I think you it would behoove you to align yourself with brothers like me who agree with the cause versus separating yourself based on sex. Don't do that because we should come together under Christ, whom is a man. Okay. um, In regards to the Alabama abortion law, pretty much Alabama bans all abortions except in the case of complications with pregnancy. I I guess that means that if there's some type of birth defect that you discover in the middle of your pregnancy or some other type of complication, then at that moment you can make a decision 
if you would like to terminate your pregnancy. But any reason outside of that, Alabama and now today, Missouri is banning abortions. The thing is, when it comes to this, there's two major arguments that's being ahead. And I want to talk about the argument because, like I said, I'm not here to give you or tell you what to believe. I just want to I just want to put some flavor in your ear. That's all. I just want to drop a little knowledge to you if I can. Most people are saying that um, that this law is bad and they're saying that it's because you should be able to get an abortion in the case of incest and rape. Those are two different subjects. Uh, let's break them down. Don't let them say rape and incest like they're the same thing. They're 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 not. Uh, when it comes to incest, um, the scriptures are very clear in the change uh, of how that happened. Don't get it confused. Um, the reason that the, in, in the scriptures, there's an explanation for what happened in the past. I won't get into that uh, right now because that's not the purpose of the conversation. But today, if you are choosing to have sex with your mother or your father, we have enough information and enough um, enough proof to know that uh, you're probably going to experience a birth deformity for your child if you have relations with anybody that close to your genetic um, situation. So if you are having sex with your biological brother or sister, then we have enough proof to know that before you did that, you kind of already knew the uh, complications that could come from that. So, no, I do not believe that you should be able to do an abortion because you've decided to have sex with your son and now you're pregnant and that pregnancy is going to expose your negative or bad behavior. Um, so I like to take incest off the book. I won't even discuss um, that. You're on your own with that foolishness. But rape. Rape is the one that I can't understand. I do get that one, sisters. I can imagine if a sister has been raped, um, that she would not want to carry that child because that child could remind her of the worst moment in her life. I I'm, I get that. I completely understand that, and we're so. I think that we should be able to have that discussion. The issue is, if you do not like the Alabama abortion law, then let's at least have the discussion. I mean, for the last couple of years, we've just been allowing us to allowing our people to have abortions like willy nilly. Are you guys even aware that a law was passed that would put a cap? On the amount of abortions one can have. Like I'm not even joking. There are people who've done five or more abortions in their life. At what point are my sisters willing to say, okay, this is a problem and we need to address this. So if you don't want men to get in your business and I assume that you better check your sisters when you see them, when you know that they're doing this, you got you can't possibly be able to go and get all these abortions on government or taxpayer dollar and not assume that people would complain about it. Let's let's do it like this. You you may listen to people on the radio or on TV, some of your favorite celebrities, and they'll give you the argument, it's your body, it's your choice. 
on the surface, that's correct. I, I get that. I, I wouldn't tell you what to do with your body, but here's the facts. God has the authority to tell you. Does Christ not have the authority to set the law and say how one should behave? Don't listen to the fools who will say, oh, here he go. Preaching that Bible stuff. Oh, those Bible thumpers. I can assure you nothing else matters but the opinion of Christ. Because he's the one that's going to judge you. Nothing else matters. So you can allow Satan to confuse you and deceive you. But that only hurts you. It's not hurting anyone else. Facts. If they tell you that it's your body, it's your choice. This is a life decision because woman has the ability to bring life. There's a study from the Gutter Institute. Okay. And the Gutter Institute, like some other people, they skew the numbers on abortion. They want you to believe that um, hypothetically, I'm going to give you a hypothetical scenario that in 2019, let's say 200 white women or Caucasian women had abortion. And then in 2019, so-called black or African-American women had 200 abortions. On the surface, you may say, wow, that's pretty even. 200 white women had abortions. 200 black women had abortions. That's an even number, but that's not the way it works. The truth of the matter is there are more Caucasian women in this country than so-called black or African-American women. So the effects of the abortion is more catastrophic to us as a people. Abortions is the leading cause of death amongst our community. If we don't get into um, right after that, it's heart disease. But they try to tell you that a fetus doesn't count at 30 days and all that. You don't have the right to make that decision. Even this fool, Pat Robeson, to get on TV and say, well, I don't think they should take this to the Supreme Court. But he never gave you a scripture. All these people who tell you they love Christ, ask them to show you the scripture. Where this is okay to do abortions. Now, I get it. If you 16, 17, uh, 19, 25, I get it. I understand everybody's making mistakes. But I know people 30 and 40 years old still having abortions. I'm saying at, at some point, you got to get it together, sis. At some point, you have to grow up. Taxpayer dollars shouldn't keep funding your mistakes. Facts. Here's, here's, here, here's another way to look at it. Here's the facts. When you're dealing with abortion, you have to consider the history of abortions. So since none of your favorite celebrities are going to give it to you from a scripture, from the scriptures, let Prince Shaim give it to you. Facts of the matter, you wrestle with principalities, not with flesh. So when you think you're dealing with the individual, you're actually fighting against Satan. 
Satan. And abortions are nothing but sacrifices. Back in Egypt, Africa, we were doing sacrifices. The Egyptians, the Gentiles, as well as the children of Israel were doing sacrifices. Now, we were doing them to many gods, but I'm going to call one fallen deity out by name, Molech. Molech requested that people do burnt sacrifices on his behalf of your children. So people would sacrifice their own children to fire looking for favor from the fallen deities. Brothers and sisters, facts. Abortions are nothing but sacrifices. You have a child and you decide you don't want this child, so you send it back. Like I said, once again, once, twice, but when they had to pass a law that put a cap on how many you do, my point is, when are we going to admit that this is a problem, though, brothers and sisters? You don't have to agree with the Alabama abortion law, but you have to agree that abortions are a problem within our community. We do, as black or African-Americans, we do more abortions than any other community. Currently, we make up 13% of the voting population. It is prophesied that we will get down to 10%. We're almost there. Why? Partly because of abortions. So if you don't want, if you don't like the Alabama abortion law, then you have to admit that we need to have the discussion. I understand abortions in the case of rape. I get that, brothers and sisters. I really, really do. I, I, I feel for that one. I understand that. But without this bill, you were never willing to even have the discussion. We were really convinced that we get to decide when a baby is a baby in the womb. As if God, the most high God and his son, the Christ, is not watching on us. You can say with a straight face that you love Christ. But you're okay with abortions. Okay, show me the scripture. I just gave you a, a, a piece, not even a full, a piece of a scriptural understanding of abortions. Give us a scripture that says abortions are okay. You're not going to be able to do that because they are not brothers and sisters. They are sacrifices. I just wanted to touch on that because I wanted to give a different input on that because anything that we do, we should consider the scriptures. All I'm saying is consider the scriptures when you're making your decision. All praises to the most high God and his son, the Christ. I appreciate y'all coming to check with me today. Um, you know, I really wanted to talk about my release today. I was really, really pumped this, this week. I was happy this week, but this abortion, this Alabama abortion law, has really been on my mind because it's the way the people are responding to it. My concern is the way you're responding.
So your response is to say men shouldn't be a part of the discussion? Surely, sis, you can't think, you can't believe that that's gonna happen. So why waste your time saying things that are non-existent? What we should do is get together as the body of Christ, take it to the scriptures and let the most high God and his son Christ tell us what we should do. And I can assure you, brothers and sisters, there is no scriptures that says abortions are okay. Thank you so much. You guys have a good day. Shalom and check me out. Shalom, brothers and sisters. I am Prince Shaheen, defender of the faith. And as always, when I say brothers and sisters, I mean any and everybody that want to congregate in the true testimony of Christ. I appreciate y'all coming and checking me out and staying tuned with what we with the information that we try to put out. Um, today, I want to discuss a subject that is extremely important, whether you understand it or not. Um, and that subject is black Jews. Are there black Jews? What are black Jews? And what does that mean? I can, um, I can assure you, brothers and sisters, that no matter what nation you're from, this topic is of the utmost importance. To get into this, first, we must propose a question. And that question will serve as the topic of a discussion. So anytime you're having a discussion, then you need to know the topic instead of you guys just going back and forth debating each other because you're just going to go around and around and around and around in a circle. So before I get into any debate or any discussion, I try to get what is the underlying topic? What are we trying to debate? What is the question? And in this case, the question is, what language did the slaves speak when they reached America and the surrounding islands? That's important. Once again, the question is, what language did the slaves speak when they reached America and the surrounding islands? This is important to learn what God you should serve. You have to go back and learn about your ancestors. You must know where you come from in order to know where you're going. This information, once again, is for all. But specifically, I want to talk to the so-called blacks or African-Americans and the whites or so-called Caucasian-Americans in this country. Facts. In our country, we are taught to respect our elders. Our elders possess wisdom and knowledge and that wisdom and knowledge is important because it helps us to avoid making the same mistakes that they did. So we value our ancestors. We value our elders because of the knowledge that they possess. So check this out. In the U.S., the first slave came here in 1619. And now in 2019, 400 years later, 
I'm going to give this information to you. But here's the bad part about it. You would have already known this had you studied your Bible and stopped practicing with false religions that were once forced on your people. The Bible was given to you in slavery. The unfortunate part is that it was used against you. So our ancestors, the first freed slaves in this country were the Gullah Gullah people in South Carolina. The Gullah Gullah people of South Carolina were the first freed slaves in this country. Now, when when interviewed and when asked what God they serve, they said Jesus. Wholeheartedly, hands down, they gave Jesus the glory for their salvation. So if you're taught to listen to your ancestors and respect your elders, they said, follow Jesus. So what proof do you have that the slaves dealt with any other religion other than the Christ? You have been taught incorrectly. And that incorrect teaching have caused you to dismiss the Bible in its entirety. Now, to be honest with you, that's that's kind of understandable, because what happened was you were told of a white Jesus and you knew that was bullshit. You knew it. What happened was that feeling that you had forced you to walk away from the information that was passed down to you from your ancestors. The book was written by us for us. That's a fact. The first African Baptist church is the oldest black church in America. And when asked what language the slaves spoke, they said Hebrew. They were able to um, to produce writings and documents from the earlier days that shows that we read and wrote in Hebrew. In this country, they were forced to learn English. And when they were forced to learn English, that's how they lost their sense of history. This is confirmed in the Bible. So because they no longer knew how to read and write Hebrew, they lost their identity. They lost their sense of history. In Isaiah, the 28th chapter, uh, 28:11, I'm sorry, in Isaiah 28:11, God explained where he said, with a stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to his people? I'm going to give you understanding of that. But I want you to understand God said, with a stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to his people? Let me break that down for you. During the transatlantic slave trade, the king of England was a man named King James Charles Stewart. 
He is advertised as a Caucasian man, but actually he is a Negro. From his own mouth did he say he was from the tribe of Judah. He is a Negro. The difference of today and the difference then is now the truth is going to be revealed. Facts. I am Shaim Stewart. I am a direct descendant of King James. And I can assure you, I know my family's history. God has revealed the truth to me and I am determined to share the truth to you. King James saw that his people was being enslaved, but he couldn't stop it because it was God's plan. It's all written in the scriptures. So God authorized King James to translate, not rewrite. I know what the liars are saying. He was told to translate the Bible from Hebrew to English because he knew that the slave owners or the people that was capturing the um, that was capturing the slaves spoke English and they were going to force that language on his people. So this gives you an explanation as the language change. So what happened was God said that he would speak to his people in a different language. So he authorized King James to translate the Bible from Hebrew to English. The only authorized Bible is the King James Version. Facts. You know what? This same logic can be proven if we were talking about the original American Indians. The original American Indians also spoke Hebrew. They used to do a rain dance. And in their Indian rain dance, they would call on the name of their God. Let's give another scripture to kind of shed some light on this. In Exodus 3.14, God told Moses that his name was I am that I am. God told Moses to go and speak to the children of Israel. And Moses asked God, well, who do I tell sent me? And God told him, I am that I am. When you translate that into the Hebrew, that is Ahia, Asha, Ahia. When the Indians used to do their rain dance, they would call on their God. They would say, Ahia, 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 Ahia. You didn't know that they were actually calling on the name of their God. At some point, we have all seen this in elementary. Because I remember seeing videos in elementary schools of the Indians doing rain dances. And I remember they would be like, hiya, hiya, hiya. I had no idea that they were actually calling on the name of God because I did not speak Hebrew. Be, and remember, they also don't teach it in our schools. 
So there was no way that you were going to connect with your ancestors without knowing the language. Before the slaves learned English, they spoke Hebrew. God has also tried to show us this. I remember also when I was a young boy, there was a TV show called Gullah Gullah Island. And had you caught and did your research on that TV show, you would have known that these were the first freed slaves in the United States of America. And those freed slaves believe in Jesus Christ. So once again, we should listen to our ancestors. We should listen to our elders. And they told us to follow Jesus Christ. So if the slaves spoke Hebrew, my brothers and sisters, you are not blacks or African Americans. You are, in fact, God's chosen people. You are Jews. This is explained to you all throughout the scriptures. Specifically, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. You need to read this. You need to read all of it. But Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, read it on your own. But it explains the curses of what would happen to the people once the slaves reached America. Facts. God said he would bring you from Egypt again in ships. Not once, but twice am I going to bring you out of Egypt. So that means you were not in Africa just once. You were there more than once. But you were in Africa not only as free men at one point, but also as slaves. When he said, I would bring you again in from, uh, I would bring you from Egypt again in ships. The biggest slave trade in history, brothers and sisters, happened to the so-called Negro man. We lost millions upon billions of our people. The only slaves who came from Egypt in the masses were the so-called Negroes. You are the only people moved from Egypt to the Americas by ship. Those Jewish people in Israel, they are Jewish. They are somewhat Jews. They are my brothers. I want to get them right. It is time to announce that my people are Jews. But those people over there were moved across Germany in trains. I have been to Germany. I have lived in Germany. I have seen concentration camps. Hitler moved those people from one side of Germany to another side by train, not by ships. And then from there, they were moved to Israel during the, um, when the Christians moved them to Israel, they did it by plane. They were never moved by ships. The only people that were moved by ships were the so-called Negro. That's fact. That's irrefutable evidence. Let's talk about this.
Let's talk about the word Negro or the word nigger. Because I hear a lot of confusion on where the word nigger come from. There is a version of the word niggas, N-E-G-U-S, that came from Ethiopia. They were called cushy. Cushy is another word for nigger, but that is not the originator of the word. Let me tell you the origin of the word nigger. It is in the Bible. It's in the Bible. In the book of Acts, specifically the first verse, the disciples or the followers of Christ, they enter into a city called Antioch. Antioch is a white or a Caucasian settlement. I don't know if you've ever been driving around this country, and I'm sure you guys have seen some churches called, well, the Antioch Church of Christ. You've seen that. Those are white people that know the truth. Anytime you see the church in Antioch, those white people know who they are. That is great. Let's get to some truth. But the disciples came into a city known as Antioch. In Antioch, they called the disciples Nigers, N-I-G-E-R-S. They were called Nigers because of the close proximity that they live to the Niger River. They were, once again, they were called Nigers because they lived next to the Niger River. God has always put us by water. I can prove it in the scriptures. In Isaiah 32, 20, God said, blessed are ye that sow beside all waters. So what he's saying is, hey, I know you need water to survive. So my people, I am going to always put you by water. So you were called Niger's because you live close proximity to the Niger River. But when the white or the Caucasian man came to get you from Egypt, he could not pronounce it. So he said, Niger. It was a loosely translated version of the word Niger. And over time, it became Niger, Niger. It was Niger first. You have always been Nigers. You have never been blacks or African-Americans. So do not be ashamed of this. White man did not create the word Niger. The word nigger, well, that is something different. But that's because of low education. The correct pronunciation were Nigers because we live close proximity to the waters. Facts. God did not lay a blessing for black people or African-Americans. You will continue to struggle if you continue to reject Christ and call yourself black instead of Jews. Facts. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my people. If we're going to be black, we're going to be black together. We're going to go down together. If we're going to be African-American, then God damn it, we're going to be African-American. But not before I try to get you some education, not before I try to put some understanding out there. 
You are Jews. How about this? I even see Farrakhan. Farrakhan is out there telling our people that they are the children of Israel. Well, I'm confused, sir. If our people are the children of Israel and you are ready to admit this, then you need to tell the people that they need to follow Christ or face the consequences when he returns. How can you tell the people that they are the children of Israel, but they should follow the Quran? You cannot be the children of Israel if you do not follow Christ. Period. I had to put the emphasis on that one. Look, to all the descendants of slaves that follow Islam, brothers, I beg you to sit and talk with me. Let's debate this because Islam is not the religion of your ancestors. Islam is the religion of Abraham's oldest son, Ishmael, whom as a young boy was removed from the camp and sent to live in Saudi Arabia. Those are the same leadership over Saudi Arabia today. He was not raised with Abraham, brothers and sisters. So they are not Jews. They are Muslim and that's fine. But the point is, that is not your God. Your king is Jesus Christ. You're disrespecting your king by following other religions that refuse to put some respect on his name. Facts. Put some name, put some respect on the name of my king. Op, and let's sit down and discuss the true origins of our people. I'm not here to be disrespectful. I'm here to talk. Debate me. Show me where the slaves spoke Arabic because Islam is a Arabic religion. Show me that the slaves spoke Arabic and you won. That's all you got to do. There are no writings written in Arabia from the time of the slaves. All praises to the most high God I am and his son, the Christ. In which you know him as Jesus. And that's all right, brothers and sisters, because there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. A kingdom must have a king and his name is Jesus Christ. And I am Prince Shaheen, descendant of King James Stewart, unifier of the British Isles, defender of the faith. Shalom, brothers and sisters.